FaceTiming me right now. Really? We're about to start. Yeah. Does she not know it's eight o'clock? Well, you're on. Hey, hey, welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. I don't know if my mom's watching or not. She just literally is FaceTiming me. And I just. Is it okay to decline your mom? Yeah. No, you have to put her no. on. Yeah, put her on. I get, put her yeah, on. I should have just... Yes. You are we on the internet? Is, are we, know that you are we live, Creighton? We are live. Oh, we're live. Yeah. This is a yeah. show. Welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. <laughs> uh, my name is Zach Adams, pastor of a church located just outside of Athens, Georgia, called Calvary 316. I am an incredibly lucky man, grateful to be married to Jessica Adams, to be the proud papa of Quincy, Theo, and Mabel. Uh, God has been good to me, and I am excited to be here. Glad that you're either listening on the podcast, which is released every Thursday, or you're watching the live stream recording of said podcast, which happens Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Uh, I don't do this show alone. I am joined, as always, by the producer, Dick Dastardly, the man that mean, needs no introduction, Creighton Vaughn. Welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. I love that, even if she doesn't realize it, your mom has gotten into ruining the opening of Outlaw Radio for me. That is just the most <laughs> like full circle, wonderful. If you're watching, hi Miss Kathy. Oh, she's not watching. That's don't worry. I, well, she's that not. Makes, she's yeah, not watching. No, I, I guess say, does she know if you yeah, do this? She would, be if you, she would be if you were Facetiming with her right well, now. Well, there's uh, so, yeah. okay. So there are already other voices you're hearing on 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 this episode. So let's just, let's introduce. We have three amigos tonight. Uh, we are down one. Uh, Nicholas Monty, Deal Daddy Derek, Spice Daddy, uh, welcome. I know we've 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 taken a week off. It's yeah. nice to be back, it's right? How are you guys doing? Pretty good. good. Doing good. Doing good. How's your uh, rehab going? Right. Okay. <laughs> so that's a funny <laughs> joke. Uh, funny joke. Explain before the episode uh, that the why the idea, Zach is in rehab. The idea of a new podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was Creighton's idea. He no, had that the was title. my idea. Oh, was it your idea? Yeah. The, 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 okay. Someone share the idea. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Is Go, Nick. It was, it was, <laughs> the idea, uh, now, now you, you guys leave it to me. Oh, my gosh. I got it. All right. So here's the idea of, our, of, of the second Outlaw Radio podcast. We're going to call it um, Pastors in Rehab or Pastors of Rehab. Uh, it's not what you pastors think. Of yeah. Pastors of Rehab or Pastors of Rehab? The real Pastors of Rehab. The real Pastors of Rehab. <laughs> and we're going to have pastors who have had, like, you know, real traumatic things happen, like... Our own Zach Adams, who nearly died in January and in February, and maybe at the beginning of March. <laughs> I almost um, died in three different months. <laughs> <laughs> and then people like Paul Hammontree, who had um, he's been on really the show bad, before. We've, yes, we've he's had been on Paul. the show. He had really bad uh, cancer, cancer of some yeah. type. You know, we're gonna call it the real pastors of rehab. It's not what you think. <laughs> TM. Yeah. Yeah. TM. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it. like Creighton, you did everything you could to do a nice, right. a nice volley. You know, to Nick, you know, like a nice, it was a nice soft volley, and he stood there and just watched it land in the sand. That's I know what didn't happens. Move. That's usually what happens with me, though. It just didn't even move. Not was, at all. It was a setup, and it was the great. Serve, set, and spike all so, by myself. So, to answer your question, so to provide, provide some, so why am I in rehab? So, I'm still doing a lot of physical therapy, which is not the same thing <laughs> as rehab. It's a form of rehab. It is. Uh, but I'm still working on getting these, uh, these pool noodles called arms working. And um, but what makes this kind of cool is um, is Monday of this week I went and had an X-ray. I know you guys are kind of already in the loop of this. I got an X-ray uh, to see how my lungs look, and I also had uh, an ultrasound about the clotting. Uh, the clotting's gone; it's clean. So hopefully I can get off some medicine, which will be nice. And um, and the picture, the 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 X-ray of my lungs 
is nothing shy uh, of miraculous. So <clears throat> I had COVID, ended up with severe COVID pneumonia, uh, not just in a coma, but, but as far as respiratory gut wise, uh, I was on a ventilator for 60 some odd days, um, was in bad shape. My lungs uh, were not functioning. They, there was conversations about having a lung transplant. Uh, even when I woke up, was going to recover, the doctors cautioned that my lungs were the way that they were, that this was my new normal. And so I hadn't had an x-ray done since the end of February until uh, this past Monday, July, four months later. And, um, and it's amazing. My lungs look normal. Um, so all of the scar tissue, which isn't supposed to go away, has gone away. And, uh, and God has just done a very cool thing. And so uh, my new normal is like most people's normal, which is, which is cool. I still got a lot of work, got a lot of rehab to get my arms working. Still got to build strength and endurance. Um, but uh, this was one of those great weeks. Praise the Lord. Uh, hallelujah. Um, really nothing shy of, of a miracle. The tech that did the x-ray, I, I had explained everything. And, uh, and she started laughing behind the screen when the picture of my lungs came up. She goes, that's crazy. And I was like, can I see? She's like, yeah, come on back. And so she let me see my lungs, and Jessica came in to see them. And she was like, I have no explanation for why your lungs look like that. And I was like, I do. His name is <laughs> Jesus, and he's the great physician. And, and uh, it's cool, to be, a, it's cool awesome. to be a part of. Yeah, so praise report. Just wanted to share with everybody that's been following my story, been listening to Outlaw Radio, that uh, I am healing, rehab. Man, let me say this about people in physical therapy. Um, I, I, man, my heart goes out to you. Um, I've never really understood what chronic pain, what you know, rehabbing off of surgery, knee replacements, things of that nature, back problems. Um, my goodness gracious, terrible. Uh, it's not physical therapy. It's physical torture. Um, these people are, are mean. Um, <laughs> if you're a physical therapist out there, love you. Uh, you're a jerk. Um, <laughs> um, if, you, if you like hurting people for a living, uh, be a physical or occupational therapist. But at the same time, uh, they they do good work and and it's necessary and it really is the epitome of that the old adage you know no pain no gain um, so when you're when you're rehabbing and you're trying to regain strength and mobility and uh, uh, dexterity man it, it really does require um, you know a lot of <coughs> a lot of tough work and so man my heart if you're in rehab man my heart goes out to you praying for you and uh, pray for me likewise uh, now I, I'm excited about tonight I have been. So one of the things that makes the Outlaw Radio Show unique is that it's unscripted. Uh, Creighton comes in as the producer with a topic. It's my job to turn that topic into a Bible study to the best of my ability. Some weeks I do it better than others, but uh, I have these guys uh, here in the studio to help me do it, uh, to ask questions, help me unpack an idea. Uh, tonight, all I've been told is that it's from a, uh, a listener from another country. We'll get to that in a moment. I have a quick rant. I have something I have to rant about. I don't know. I've never heard you make a quick rant. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, okay. It might not be a quick rant, but it's still a rant. <laughs> it's still a rant. So um, I'm going to tee this up by, by using an illustration um, in my own local community. So down the street, we live in kind of a, an unincorporated area. Uh, so there's a lot of little towns around us. There's Monroe. There's Winder. Uh, you got Loganville. you got Grayson. Um, but we're in kind of an unincorporated area um, that consists of around about a couple gas stations called Bold Springs. And at that, that intersection, that one roundabout, uh, there is, you know, uh, a United Methodist, Bold Springs United Methodist Church. It's been there forever. It's right there at the corner. It's where we go vote. 
good church. I know people that go there. No qualms with the church. I was driving by it the other day, and my jaw hit the ground, and I was like, what in the world? Now, this is not a new phenomenon. I just didn't realize the Methodists had gotten in on the game. The Baptists <laughs> have been doing this for a while. Now it's the Methodists. Um, they have changed their name. So they're still absolutely um, United Meth- First United Methodist Church. They have changed the name to the Bold Springs Church. Hmm. And to <laughs> me, like that really drives me nuts because there's another church within walking distance. To be like, we are the Bold Springs Church, as if you're the church in Bold Springs, the only one, the definitive article, the. It's like, I don't know, that just Buckhead Church. Like, we are the church of Buckhead. It's the, the audacity. Like, I just don't understand how someone, like, in the conversation, they're like, you know what? Uh, we're going to change our name from uh, whatever. First, first Baptist of Bethlehem. And then they're going to be like, well, we're just, let's bury the Baptist. And let's just go with Bethlehem Church. Now, I know why they do it. I know why the Baptists have done it. My uncle's a Baptist minister who has never had Baptist in his name. Southern Baptist Church, but never had Baptist in the name because, you know, it's a marketing thing. It's like, yeah, we're good Baptists, but in order to get people to come to our Baptist church, we can't let them know we're Baptist. Like, who in the board meetings, like, wait a second, there's something fundamentally wrong with this entire idea of like, hey, let's trap them into being Methodists. Let's get them to come to the Bold Springs Church only to later find out that you're part of the Methodist denomination. Either be a denominational church and be proud of it and market it and own it. Well, there's just a bad stigma about Baptists. Well, maybe the bad stigma about Baptists is you. So maybe change the stigma about being a Baptist by being a better Baptist. I don't know, man. It's just, there's just an audacity. Athens Church. Like you're the church in Athens. It drives me nuts. Jessica's joked around. Calvary 316. We should be called... The Church of Highway 316. Like, we're the only church <laughs> on the entire road. Church of the Dump. <clears throat> well, yeah, we're, we're church <laughs> located at the dump. Uh, churchofthedump.com. True domain. You'll find <laughs> us. Um, but I, am I just off? Do I have any thoughts to this? It's just a quick rant. We, we don't have to make an episode of it. But I just don't understand. Like, what, when just if, if you're a Baptist, be a Baptist and own it. Well, the problem with I that I see with it is literally that church is within rock throwing distance to another another church. church. Yeah. I mean, I'm not joking. It's across the street from another church that is bold Springs Baptist. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I, you know, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's a Baptist church. I think it's a Baptist church. So right now it's like, okay, you had Baptist, you had Methodist. Cool. I get the. I get. They should change their name to the other bold Springs church. That's what I'm saying. It's like, they should be like, no, we're the bold Springs church. They should change their name to the Bold Springs Church, Church as well. As well. And then you don't know which church. Hey, nope. come visit the Bold Springs <laughs> Church. Yeah. We have two campuses. <laughs> <laughs> one of our campuses in Methodist. Yeah. Yeah. One of those Baptist. Baptist. One of those Baptist. Right. Yeah, it's just like, the what? The teaching's wild depending on the campus you go to. Yeah, yeah both are fairly dry, but, you know, <laughs> um, one you can drink at, the other one you can't, I would assume. You pledge um, to the flag at one, pledge to the Bible at the other. It's weird. Pledge to two flags at <laughs> one, I think. Don't the Methodists have their own flag? 
I've been in Calvary yes, my whole life. I have no uh, idea. Have it's the no Christian clue. flag. It's the they Christian do a flag. To the Christian flag, yeah. the Bible, the and the American flag. Yeah, the Methodists have their what? own flag. The Baptists do too. The Baptists, or at least the one we were. Justin, doing. you have any thoughts, Spice Daddy? You got anything on this? No, I'm just sitting back, just wondering what's happening because <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of went off on a rant there, and I told you I prefaced yeah, this. I know it's it's like it. it I guess there's just certain little things that just don't matter to a lot of people, and just oh, that one one it irks kinda, me. So yeah. there's a church in Snellville for 250 years. They've been First Baptists of Snellville, yep. and then the other day I was driving by, and out of nowhere, their church on Main. Are they really? Yeah, they yeah. changed their name. Yeah. So a lot of it, I think, though, is the these churches are bleeding people. Like they're kind of like California is bleeding people. They're 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 bleeding the congregations out, and instead of fixing the problem, they're rebranding. It would be to get like California saying, uh, "We're Oregon on the West Coast," <laughs> so or no, 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 Florida. We're yeah. Florida, Florida on the West Florida, Coast, right? Better. We're Florida. So instead of fixing the problems that they're having, and they're losing people. They just change their name, hoping they get more people in. It just which it <laughs> might, but in in run. So okay, lose so the there's a people. branding there's a branding aspect to it, right? And it's like that irks me. But the other thing that, that, that does irk me is like, listen, if you've made the decision to be part of a denomination, you know, you're like, well, I, I, I identify as a Baptist um, that, that articulates my theology. So I, I've been asked, well, why am I Calvary Chapel? Why affiliate with Calvary Chapel? Which is not a denomination, but functions in some regards like a denomination. It's an affiliation of churches. But, but why, why take the name Calvary Chapel? Why identify as a Calvary Chapel? Just be whatever you want to be. And, and I have no problems, although we don't have Calvary Chapel in our name. Um, we're Calvary 316, not Calvary Chapel 316. But the reason that I am an unapologetic um, Calvary Chapel guy is that, is that it's the easiest way for me to let other people know what my theology is, what my philosophy of ministry is. Uh, there's a lot of diversity within the Calvary Chapel movement, but like if someone moves to a town and they're looking for you know, they, they see, oh, there's a Calvary Chapel. They'll know what they're kind of getting into when they go to the church because it's a Calvary Chapel. Like, that's the whole idea. It's something I'm proud of. It's something that articulate. Now, if Calvary Chapel were to change some of their core beliefs or doctrines, well, then I, I might not identify as a, as a Calvary Chapel at that point. But to me, it's like if you're a Baptist and you identify as a Baptist because that's what I like articulates your theology. Um Man, that's fine. Like, that's great. Like, I'm not an anti-denominationalist, per se. But why are you, like, trying to backdoor people into your denomination? Like, come to our Baptist church, but we're not going to tell you we're a Baptist church until, like, at some point later on down the road. That, that just tells me a lot of things are wrong about the church to begin that, with. That comedian, John Christ, he does this thing on his Instagram stuff called... Is it a church or a weed shop? Oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious. Yeah, he just goes through. And a lot of them are these churches that have changed their names to these things. He, just, he hides, like, what it actually is. And he, okay. people send him in pictures. He's like, church or, like, weed shop? Okay, <laughs> we're going to, at the end of the, at the end of today's episode, you, but Justin, you need to take some time, pull this up. Okay. And, and at the end of today's show, we're going to play... Is it a church or a weed shop? So you got to find, find this, pull it up, <laughs> now you and at the it. end, the joy we're, we're going to tie everything together, and we're going to play. We're going to have a little fun at the end of the show. So you've got the next forty-five minutes oh, I'll uh, find to figure out how to do this. And uh, but yeah, that's my rant. 
Um, again, good people go to these churches, good pastors. I just, I for the life of me, don't understand it. Uh, would love somebody. If you completely disagree with what I'm saying, leave a comment. Crate, how can you do that? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can leave a comment on either Facebook or YouTube. Uh, we're streaming to both. Um, you can also email me at CreightonVaughn at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments or concern. Uh, we do have our first comment. We do have a comment yes. on this topic? Yes. It oh, is okay. from Facebook. It is from uh, your mother. Oh, my and goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, look at the camera. I don't think she likes the fact that you're looking. Well, I know. She's, oh. she's a skew of the camera. So, yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold, hold that. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Is this better, Mom? <laughs> is this better? That's perfect. That is absolute perfect. She tuned off by now. Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, almost certainly. Um, for sure. She was very concerned about your feet. Well, she did. Yeah, she looked at them uh, at the youth conference, which was very nice of her. Yeah. Because um, your mom is a nurse. And, uh, and you yeah. have terrible feet because you don't wear shoes. I don't have terrible feet. He I have very nice toe. feet. I have one bad joint on either foot. It's okay. So. You're born with defects. Everyone's born Everyone. with defects. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Oh, no, your mom said ha-ha. She was watching. Oh, she's still <laughs> watching. <laughs> oh, no. All right, well, let, let, me, let, me, let me move on. Yes. Let's get to the topic. Uh, my yeah, rant was, we not get a, it was not a quick trouble. rant. Oh, man. So what are we talking about tonight, Creighton? Okay. So uh, tonight's topic comes from uh, a guy who emailed me. Uh, he is from South Africa, of all places. Really? Yeah, South Africa. Awesome. Um, apparently he found our show because he was doing research on uh, Rob Bell and found that episode. And then he's just been watching a bunch of our stuff and he emailed he me. He found the episode on Rob Bell. Yeah. it's awesome. My S rant on Rob Bell. You should send us some Biltong. Yes. Bilt wait, Biltong? What is Biltong? Biltong uh, Strong Hill or on the sand or the rock? Justin's di no. he's deviating <laughs> he's from just... You have an assignment, Spice Daddy. You stick with that. <laughs> okay, so he emailed me, um, and he had a question about um, specifically about cremation and the coming resurrection of the saints. Because I didn't know this, but apparently most people in South Africa um, get cremated. He said that, like, it's, I, I don't he gave me a number. He said it was something like 70, 80% get cremated. Um, and he says that a lot of people apparently um, believe that that is a, something that Christians should refrain from um, given the coming resurrection of the body. Mm. Um, he also tied this into the fact that Jesus was, um, uh, his body was prepared after coming off the cross. Um, and he wants to know what was the point of Jesus being prepared for burial like with all of the, not technically embalming, but spices and preparations, given that he was only in the tomb for three days, um, is there something to do with the, the shape of the human body that is um, important in terms of future resurrection? Um, is there something negative in terms of cremation that we shouldn't do that? Um, and just in general, how will that kind of thing work with a resurrection of the body if your body is ash. So this the question yeah. boils down to uh, really the resurrection. Yeah. And the, the, the resurrection of the saints, Paul talks about this in 1 Thessalonians, that the dead in Christ will rise first, and then those who will remain will be caught up, meet the Lord in the air. <coughs> resurrection, resurrected life. Let's try to, and, 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 and then getting into the topic 
of cremation. Again, we've got a lot of different. It is. It's it, a bit. It's it, a bit of a scatter shot. It is a scatter shot, but but I think we can. Um, Nick, you got something real quick? No. Uh, well, okay. My first question on it. Okay. Is the second coming a physical body or is it a new spiritual body? Okay, that's a that's a great question that ties into this. That ties into it that's for sure. First question off. Yes. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, man, where do you begin with such a broad ranging topic? Uh, resurrection. What is resurrection? What does the Bible talk about? Resurrection. Resurrection um, is is the rooted idea uh, that something happens um, after the physical death. Um, that not only do we have a spiritual like that our spirit our soul. Uh, continues on. I would say the soul lives forever. Um, not only does d- d- you know is, is the physical death the translation from from one existence to the next, um, but the fact that, that that there is a bodily manifestation um, of the same of the same general general idea. This is rooted, by the way, in our biblical understanding of salvation, um, the idea of being saved. Um, so when the Bible talks about salvation. Uh, which is a very important thing to the Christian, the saving uh, of, of an individual. The Bible describes salvation in three different verb tenses. Um, it, it's, it's presented that we are saved, um, so I have been saved. Uh, so at, at, when I gave my life to Jesus, I was indwelled with the Holy Spirit. Um, something took place in that moment. I was saved. Um, and yet the Bible also says I am being saved, that there is like a, an active tense um, that not only am I saved, but I am being saved. That, and I think that one's justification, and then the other one speaks to sanctification, a process by which I am being saved. I am becoming uh, more like Christ. I am being saved from, from who I was in the flesh, that there is this, this continual process um, that, that I'll experience um, until, until I die. So I'm saved um, I am being saved. And then the Bible actually talks about that, that there'll be the day we will be saved. Um, a future tense. Um, the completion of one's salvation in the sense that my body, uh, this frail tent marred by sin, the flesh, um, will die and then be resurrected to new life, that I will be saved. So Christians believe not just in a spiritual resurrection, um, but, but we believe in a bodily resurrection, a physical resurrection, um, we don't believe that um, when, when we're talking about eternal life, uh, our, our life in heaven, um, or for that matter, hell, um, that it's a, a purely spiritual experience, uh, but that there is uh, flesh to it. Um, th- there's examples of this, not only looking at the book of Revelation, looking at the heavenly scene, um, uh, the description of the heavenly scene details a physical place, um, time, space, material. Um, Jesus is on the throne um, bearing the physical scars um, of his crucifixion. Um, Again, physical. Um, Jesus resurrected from the dead. uh, uh, Interesting, but but Thomas, you know, they were, they ate, we'll eat. We'll have bodies that will eat. Again, trying to look at this from a a lot of different angles. Let's talk about what the Bible says concerning uh, what what the resurrected body will look like, what it'll be like. It'll be <clears throat> very similar to what we have. Um, we know that because our examples of resurrected bodies, um, I'm thinking that there are really three uh, basic examples of, of resurrected bodies. There is the transfiguration, Mount of Transfiguration, where you have Moses and Elijah. 
Um, again, Peter, James, and John witnessed this. Jesus transfigured with, with, uh, with Moses and Elijah. They are both uh, in physical form, um, bodily. Now, how did they recognize them? I have no idea. Uh, maybe they were. Maybe we get name tags in heaven. I would think would be very helpful. Um, <laughs> a lot of people we don't know. Be nice to uh, you know. Oh, you're Abraham. That's sweet. Um, <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, and then we get obviously the firstborn of the resurrection, uh, Jesus. You know, we have examples of resurrection in the Bible. They would be better classified as revivification. Um, a great example of this would be Lazarus. You know, it's it's easy to say Lazarus. He rose from the dead. He was resurrected to life. Uh, not in its pure biblical concept, um, because Lazarus died. Um, he died again. Poor dude. Uh, died once. Uh, was dead for four days. Um, was brought back to life, ha- only to then at some point die again. Uh, we're also given this interesting detail that, uh, that the religious establishment wanted to kill him. So it was like, hey, I'm alive, and now I've got people wanting to kill me. Uh, this is great. I'd like to just go back to heaven now. Um, more the reviving of the body. Uh, the other two, the, the uh, widow's son of Nain, uh, Jairus' daughter. Uh, there's examples in the Old Testament of resurrection, but again, it's, it's revivification. It's, it's, it's life to then die again. Jesus, being the firstborn of the resurrection, is the, is the, the only one within Scripture, um, again, born to life, died a physical death to be resurrected back to a physical life of which he would never die again. Um, Firstborn of the resurrection gives us the indication that if we want to know what resurrected life looks like, a great place uh, is Jesus, which tells us some interesting things. And we're going to kind of go at this uh, broadly down to the specifics, which I think does kind of get to the topic that has been brought up. I think it's sweet, the resurrected body. First, it's a physical body. Um, the evidence of resurrection was an empty tomb. Uh, Jesus was dead. Jesus died. Now, our listener asked the question about the, the purpose of all the, the, the burial procedures. Uh, Jesus' body hanging on a cross was to be left there. Uh, that's how most, uh, mo- most people that were crucified, it took several days for them to die. The only reason that they went to break the legs was because of the Sabbath and its unique position with Passover of that particular year. Jesus didn't need his legs broken because he, w- he had already died. He had already given up the ghost, declaring it is finished. Um, Jesus' body would have been left there if not for Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, who petitioned, uh, men of great influence, members of the Sanhedrin, the ruling body, uh, petitioned Pilate um, uh, to, to take the body, to give the body, Jesus' body, a proper burial so that it wasn't eaten by jackals or wildlife or buzzards. Uh, which is how a lot of people ended up, you know, their, their, their bodies would be thrown into the, um, basically the pit of Hades, you know, uh, uh, the junkyard, um, desecrated, wasn't worth a proper burial. Uh, so these two religious men, wealthy men, uh, men that had had interactions with Jesus, um, had been ministered to by Jesus, these men take Jesus' body, they don't have a lot of time, because of the sunset, and, and at sunset, the Sabbath would begin. Um, no work could, could be taken care of. So they take the body, they put the body in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb, and they do uh, a basically rudimentary burial. Um, so much so that after you had, you had the Sabbath, but then you had the unique Passover Sabbath, 
which is why it ended up being three days, <clears throat> when work could commence, um, what happened? Immediately, um, you had the women that had been disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus. Mary, his mother, uh, Mary Magdalene, uh, another Mary, Salome, um, a group of women uh, come to the, the, the tomb to finish the burial process. So we know Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, they, they were able to retrieve the body, uh, put the body in, in uh, like a, a swaddling type cloth, um, but couldn't do the whole embalming process, which I think is significant and unique. So to the, to the listener's question, there was a, a part of the process that was undertaken, but not all of it. Um, that's hence why the women come back to finish the process. Now, they don't finish the process because when they arrive, there's angels that are saying he's not here, but he's risen. Uh, there's no need to finish it. Um, he's, uh, he's good. And the, and the purpose of all the burial spices was because, um, you know, these tombs uh, were used. The body would decay. Uh, bodies were not drained of their, of their liquid. There wasn't an, uh, uh, the process by which we go through um, when, when it comes to the, the burial. Um, you know, bodies decayed quickly. There was no refrigeration. No formaldehyde. Right. You, you were buried the day that you died. And then, in fact, the, the, the spices would be put to keep the stench down. Um, because even though the, a stone w would keep wild animals from entering the tomb, it wasn't exactly like a perfect seal. It would stink. It would smell. They were very aware of this. This is why when Jesus wanted them to roll the stone back from Lazarus, they were like, but he stinketh. It's been four days. He smells terrible. And this, the spices were all to try to mask, uh, to a large extent, the, the smell. Again, something not pertinent to Jesus um, because he rose from the dead. So we know Jesus rose. We know physical re resurrection, spiritual resurrection. We know resurrected life occurred uh, because the body was not there. And not only was the body not there, but then the body was seen alive, um, which is the greatest evidence of the resurrection of Jesus. Not so much that he died, but it was the fact that he was seen alive, seen dead, autopsy performed by the Roman centurion, and then he was seen alive again, and that only happens by resurrection. Um, the, the body of Jesus fascinating giving us a, a picture so we know our resurrection will, will be bodily we will have a physical body but this is not like anything else that, that we know of re regarding the physical body uh, this is a body that needs i say it needs it it can eat it enjoys food um, it doesn't need food it's not corrupted it's perfect there's no corrosion there's no death it, it, it lacks the marring of sin it's designed to live forever um again physical can eat, can consume food. Uh, Jesus uh, can be touched, uh, can be spoken to, uh, can be can be recognized. Um, interesting that uh, the first person that Jesus appeared to, um, Mary, Mary Magdalene, didn't recognize that it was Jesus, likely from the scarring. Uh, I think probably unique to Jesus is that he bore uh, the physical marring of, of sin. Uh, I'm not so sure that that is applicable to us. I think our salvation is more complete in, in, in the sense that we, we will be in a more glorified state. The only thing that's been said, the only man-made thing in heaven, is the scars that Jesus bears. And we know he bears the scars of crucifixion in his hands and his feet and his side because Thomas doubted and said, only until I can see for myself and touch will I believe. And then Jesus appeared and said, all right, here you go. Um, he broke bread with the disciples on the road to Emmaus. And it was then that they recognized that it was Jesus, their Lord. 
but not only is this a physical body, but it's it 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 has the ability to do very interesting things. Uh, it can appear and disappear, which I think is pretty sweet. It can teleport. You know, it can go from Emmaus back to Jerusalem quick, um, appear, disappear, uh, can uh, materialize where it wants to, or depending on how you read the passage, can walk through a wall. You say, well, it's impossible for a body to walk through a wall. Do you realize on the atomic level how much space actually exists within you? I mean, there's an incredible amount of space that exists within you just on the pure atomic level. And there's a whole lot of space in a wall. Our problem is getting the space that exists in us through the space that exists in that wall. Um, as the creator, apparently the resurrected body doesn't have any issues with that. The, the body can float. Uh, Jesus ascended into heaven. Um, Jesus will ride a stallion. Um, our first experiences in heaven will be the marriage supper of the Lamb, where we have a feast. Um, so the Bible very much says, and this gets to the, the essence of the question, of a physical resurrection. Now the question is, is from what? Like, from what? Now if we take just Jesus as the example, there seems to be an undeniable connection of some kind between the body that we have and the resurrected one that, 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 that we'll have. Um, now that might bum people out. You're like, you're telling me that I'm going to be living in this uh, for all of eternity? Uh, well, yeah, maybe, but I don't think you'll be too bothered by that. Um, again, you got to realize that sin is not part of the equation anymore and the insecurities that come with that and our, our, our modern conceptions of what is beautiful and what isn't beautiful. Um, I, you know, again, I think you will look like you. Um, I don't think you'll mind. I don't think anyone else will mind. Again, you've been fearfully and wonderfully made. God made you the way that you are. So I, I do think that there is some connection. Um, Paul seems to affirm that in, in, in his descriptions of, of the resurrection. Um, that the dead in Christ, those who have previously died in Christ, will rise first. Um, for ages, um, Christians believed um, that, that the body would rise out of the ground um, at, that at the rapture of the church um, or the second coming, depending on what season of church history we're discussing. But at either one, whether Paul's discussing the rapture, which I believe he is, or the second coming of Jesus, um, people believe that there would be the bodily resurrection at that point on the earth, that your body would be resurrected. Um, it's why cemeteries... Um, a, a fancy way of saying resting places. The saints of old would be buried facing east because Jesus would come from the east. And so they wanted to rise to see, first thing they see is the coming of Jesus. Um, so there's always been this belief that your body will be resurrected, which is why, you know, cremation has been frowned upon um, in, 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 pa in past generations of Christians, why there are some today that, that don't uh, believe a Christian should be cremated. Um, it's also why, if we can get to more extreme examples, why some Christians believe that you shouldn't be a, an organ donor. Um, the idea that, let's say I died and my lungs go to someone and my heart goes to someone, and yeah, my lungs are probably not going to anyone. Um, <clears throat> but yet your organs, you know, end up uh, yeah, being given to people, life-saving procedures, that's great. But then the resurrection happens. And your organs now disappear out of the person that needs them. Mm -hmm. And you have, you know, these people dying because, well, that's your part of your body. And that the resurrection, you know, your body comes back together um, and, and, and you rise from the dead. Um, again, I don't, um, I, I think that that's taking things a bit to an extreme. I'll explain in a second. 
Um, but that has been always the, the idea, the justification, the reasoning. Um, for me, um, you know, cremation, the, the fact of the matter is that cremation really only expedites the natural process of decomp. Um, you know, your body laid in a, in, a, in a coffin doesn't stay the way, it, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You, you are going um, to become a pile of ash at some point. Like bones don't even last forever um, in, in, in that sense, in its longest term. Um, but the flesh, flesh and bone, disintegrate. Um, truth, of, truth of the matter is that um, when we talk about cremation, it's just the expediting of a natural process. Um, you say, well, I, be, I get scattered everywhere. Well, okay, if we believe in a bodily, bodily, resurrect, be, bodily resurrection, then let's be real. Like if Jesus can raise your body uh, buried six feet in a box that's full decomp, uh, I think he can like take your ashes that have been scattered across Mount St. Helens and bring them back together to be you. Like, like we're talking about God here, that the, 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 the creator, um, which is why I, I'm not, you know, you want to be cremated? Cool. Like, I don't have any problems. If someone wants to be buried, great. D don't say you're being buried for resurrection purposes. Um, I just want to make it easier on Jesus to find all of me. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's going to have a problem finding all of you. Um, cremation, again, um, I don't think it matters. Um, truth be told, I think bodily resurrection probably happens immediately because I think it's, it's more genetic. I think it's more, like, what is you? What is you? Um, well, you, you, you are your DNA. That's the physical you. And we, we understand from cloning, like, we can make an identical copy of you on a genetic level. Not the soul, but the physical body, which is what we're talking about, because the soul doesn't need the body to exist. We're talking about the bodily resurrection. Um, we can replicate a body to its an identical genetical match. Um, how? What do you need? You just need a single cell. You don't need. You just need the code. Like when you're really talking about it. So if you're cremated, like your code, you're there. Like like all we need is a little code, um, and then and then you can be you. Um, so I do think that there's a connection to our physical body. I don't think that the, you need all the physical body for resurrection purposes, nor do I think resurrection fully happens at a future date because I don't think we're soulless upon death. I don't think mm. we're in a, a, a state of, of disembodiment in heaven awaiting the rapture of the church to then receive our body. Um, I don't think that Paul describes that. I don't think from a practical example of what we read in the book of Revelation or what we see, again, Moses and Elijah um, are, are seen in physical form before uh, the rapture of the church, obviously, before the second coming of Jesus, obviously, and yet, and yet, they're 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 bodily. Would a cloned me be able to be saved? Would a cloned you be able to be saved? Um, a cloned you, I don't think, would be you. Exactly. Because a cloned you would have a different soul. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just talking about a man-made person. Do they have a soul? Say that again. I'm a sorry. A man-made person. Do they have a soul? Well, we don't have a man-made person, so. Um, we're not quite at that ethical quandary, but no, hmm. if you have, if you take, if you take an, uh, a, a fetus, if you take the egg and the sperm and you do it all outside of the womb, 
um, is that is still creates life. Is it still creates life? Well, I mean, what creates life? I don't think humanity will ever be able to create life. Mm-hmm. I think God is the author of life. That's what the Bible tells us. Now, I think that there's a lot of cool things that we can do with science, et cetera, et cetera. But, but when it comes to a, 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 a living human being, to be alive is to be a soul. It's the, the trichotomy of the, the person, the, the mind, body, and soul. Um, and so, again, talking about the cloning, I only brought that up to, to illustrate, again, if, if I'm going to be resurrected, is it is it possible that like all of my all of my body gets reassembled here on Earth, and ta da my my sh- maybe great like every atom you used to have every atom I used to have. Used to have. Um, so I have a question, but but before I get to that, um, do you think I I mean was that for the question that's being asked because a listener took the time to send in a question, and and I'm trying my best to try to to hone in on a good answer. For a very complex idea, um, Creighton, is there anything specific that you should ask to try to help me answer the question more succinctly before I get to Spice Daddy's question? Um, you you touched on an idea for a second because this is one of the I think I've I've never heard of the the idea of cremation being uh, frowned upon by Christians. You made the comment that people back in the day used to used to get used to be get buried. Facing east, yes. So they would. Is that also where this kind of thing is? This also from ancient Christianity, where they believe this kind of stuff, and um, like, are we just at the point? Because I'm at the point where it's like, eh, I don't care what happened to my body because it doesn't matter. Once I'm no longer in it, and at some point I'll get to heaven and I'll get a new body, or I'll get the same body that's now up there. Is that where we what we believe that it's what happens to the body doesn't matter? It's like I, even in Matthew, Jesus is like, talking to that yeah. one dude who's asking him to come heal his daughter. And he's like, "Oh, let the dead bury their dead." Like uh, once well, the body's that, dead, that's my question. Does it matter? Is it a new body or a risen body? Because we have examples of what is it's Elijah, Elijah, right? Uh, he he never died. We speculate. Enoch walked with God and was not right. And so do they have resurrected? And Moses's body was the angels wrestled with Lucifer over his body, whatever that right. So does it? (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think there's a difference between a resurrected body and the new body we get. If it's a new body, then it doesn't matter whether we're alive or dead. According to the rapture, that's, that's, that's great question. So is it a resurrected bot? Is is it this body resurrected or is it a new body? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer is yes. So <laughs> okay. So because because no, I think the Bible actually says yes to the question. Right. So it is it is, and I think you did a great job of trying to summarize the larger topic mm-hmm. down to a real succinct question. But the the answer is not quite that linear. The the answer is yes. It is there is there is an abundance of evidence scripturally that connects that tethers the idea of of the new body being connected to this body that this body will be resurrected but that it will be a new body but it'll be tethered to this body how all of that exactly happens the bible doesn't tell us now to what you were saying creighton where does this entire idea like rooted well it was rooted in the jewish understanding of the resurrection Um, the jews believed in the resurrection in fact, 
you know, you have examples uh, where Jesus in conversations with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, uh, Paul, you know, famously when, when Paul's brought before the Sanhedrin uh, at the end of the book of Acts, and he knows that this is not going to end well, uh, he, he's like, brethren, I am here for one reason, my belief in the resurrection. And immediately the Sadducees and the Pharisees started arguing with one another, descended into chaos. Um, why? Well, because the Pharisees, the literalists, believed in a bodily resurrection um, at the coming of the kingdom. So when the, the, it, what Christians would call the second coming, when, when the Messiah returns to establish the kingdom, that there would be a physical resurrection of the body, uh, which is why they took great care of the body. Um, when you died, there was great care, honor, reverence. It's why, it's why you go all the way back to Exodus and Genesis. Um, they brought back the bones. Mm -hmm. uh, Jacob had to be buried back with, with Abraham and Isaac, had to be taken back to be buried there. Joseph, uh, you know, some 400 years later, they take his bones back to the land. Well, I think, I think if you, so it's not just the, the Jews didn't, or the Hebrews and the Jews, they didn't bury bodies like we bury them, where it's just one grave with one person. They would let the body decay, then after a few years, they would collect the bones and throw it in an ossuary, a yep. box full of all their other bones. Yep, in their, the same their, tomb, on the yeah, on the shelves in the, in the tomb. tomb. You, can, right. you can see these. So all these bones are mixed up and stuff like that. So uh, that kind of comes into question, too, is like, <laughs> how can God figure out which bones are which? <laughs> He's got right. Are you it it kind of goes back power? to yeah. <laughs> it kind of goes back to Ezekiel too, like you know with the, the dry, dry bones. bones. Yeah. yeah, I think I think if God can handle that, or even just make us out of dust, I think He can. Yeah. But your yeah. question: If your we're question, made out of dust, then we should be cremated back to dust and recreated from the dust. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like there that. you go. Yeah. Like there you go. So, I think I think if we're if we're looking for the deeper explanation of how like how we can explain, is it a resurrected body? Is it a new body? Yes, it's, it's both. I think the easiest explanation is that really when it's all said and done, wh what is your body? And, and you are string of code. Yeah. Uh, your DNA, um, that's what you are. Th you know, if, we, if we're going to relegate the physical person um, into, into any, anything, um, it, it, is, it is code. Now it's code that's been corrupted which is why you get sick and you have ailments or you have some deformities. Um, I think it'll be perfect code. Um, but all you need is code, and all you need for that is a cell. So whether you're cremated or you're buried, and it's a 1,000 years later, it doesn't matter. If your bones are in France in the, uh, the catacombs, you know, mixed in with another bunch of, bunch of bones, or you're thrown into a mass grave, none of that matters. All that God needs for you to be you is, is the resurrection of of. DNA. And then you can get, if you really want to get complex, you can get into, um, so Paul says in Ephesians, you know, we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. And he's saying that in the present tense, though it's impossible for him to have experienced all of the heavenly blessings unless he's also in heaven at the time he's making that comment. Um, so he's on earth making the comment, I've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies, but you can't be unless you're in heaven as well at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, which gets into a trippy concept about about heaven, and it's and it's that gets in a whole different topic. Yes, <laughs> like you know, and, and I I've never taught this from a pulpit. Um, I'm not uh, sure exactly fully how I feel about it all, but but could you make the argument that when you die and breathe your last, you know, you're surrounded by your loved ones, uh, you know, they're departed from you, but you awake and they're already with you in heaven, mm -hmm. um, possibly. 
Um, uh, again, just the way that time works, time and space, and the beginning and the end. And um, it, it is a complicated topic. Um, but the things that we can say for sure is that we will be physically resurrected. This body will experience some form of resurrection. But we will have a new body. Um, I think the greater answer to the question, is there anything that you can do as a Christian to screw that up? No. I don't think so. Like, no. I mean, think about it, because that's what we're bringing up. It's like, well, I've been, I've been, I've given my life to Jesus. I've been saved. I've been redeemed. I've been filled with the spirit. I've been bought. I'm, I'm brand new. I've, I've been justified, sanctified. I'm righteous before God, but I got cremated. And so now I cease to exist. Right. Or I, that forever I'm now going to be in, uh, I get to heaven. And it's like, well, you're just going to be a ghost in heaven. We're going to enjoy this lamb. Uh, you can't because you screwed up and got cremated. I hope not, because my ideal is a Viking funeral. Just remember that. Well, that's okay. mine, <laughs> too. Awesome. But wouldn't that be taught in the Bible, like a way to dispose of the how you, when you die? But I don't think that's brought up in that's the Bible a, at all. That's a great That's a great thing. Like, if, if it was such a significant detail of like, oh, I really need your body later for this to happen. Yeah, to. you yeah. think Jesus would make a teaching of it or, or here's something a, like that. Here's some specifics of to do what to do with the well, dead Where body. would they put those kind of specifics? I will Is there any specific part of the Bible? I will save your soul. <laughs> yeah. It's the post-gospel. <laughs> right. You know, it's, hey, I've saved you. I've saved you, but for you to really get the most out of heaven, I'm going to need your body. So uh, this is what you need to do. Your best bet is to die drowning in a frozen river, and hope you're never found. Well, a lot, a <laughs> right, lot of these. Right. I think a lot of these beliefs come out of like medieval Christianity. When they, they do, yes, a lot do. of biblical illiteracy. I mean, well, and there's and there's and also so. to be fair, uh, some of it is also rooted in the Jewish understanding yeah. of physical resurrection, mm -hmm. because again, the early Christians were mostly Jewish. Um, it's you know, and but so that this was like some of the things that they were talking like about cremation in general. Right, that and idea I think that that came out of and facing east. That's kind of a standard thing because the Jews did it also. Um, well, it was part of the reason that they facing towards Jerusalem. It's but. been the reason that they that um, uh, being burned at the stake was mm. part of the punishment of of of, of heretics because they were going to deny the person resurrection. Mm. Um, you know, it was it's the idea like in the Muslim world that if you're uh, um, um, amputated, that you lose a limb. Um, there's there's Arab stipulation and superstition about that. So, mm. you know, like it's why they had to crazy. But when they took out uh, Osama bin Laden, you know, and they threw him into the ocean, uh, there was a very strict they didn't desecrate his body. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we punished him on earth, but we didn't want to punish him for eternity. Uh, as if we have that right or authority or, uh, you know, uh, or reach. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, the, the great topic. Man, I, who, do we have a name of the South African? Yes, his name is Walter. Walter? Walter. Well, Walter, I appreciate, yes, the, Walter. I appreciate the, uh, the question. Great topic. Uh, if, if, if this brings up more questions, or if I didn't thoroughly answer it, or if I've given you, uh, if I've added to your confusion... Uh, I apologize. Send a few more questions, and uh, we'll unpack that on a future episode. Sure. And I'll, I'll let all these guys know what Bill Tong is. Yeah, okay. We're, Tong. we're getting back to this. Uh, we're there. All right. Uh, is it a church or is it a weed dispensary? Bill Tong is actually beef jerky, but. <laughs> is it, is but it a church that or one. is it a weed dispensary? Okay, weed dispensary or church. All right. Let's see. All right. We're going to play a quick game. We've got like six minutes left. Is it a church or is it a weed Harvest. dispensary? Harvest. 
Harvest. Harvest. Ah, I'm going to say it's a church because I know of a, of a harvest yeah. church. Yeah, I'll church. say church. We have harvest. But I can tell you that that's that's both harvest house of cannabis. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, a so weed the, church. It's kind it's kind of hard for you guys just not to like just see it on yeah. the, the yeah, picture of true. it. Abide. Ooh. Abide. That's a weed dispensary. Could be a bud. That would be a weed no, dispensary. No, this is abide. abide. A bud would be a weed. And then, and then there's like the yeah. eye is the eye is like a little flame, Leaf. like a candle. Mm. I'm gonna go <laughs> church, the Holy Spirit, or something. Yeah, I'll go church on that one. Weed dispensary. Yeah, have one eventually. Abide Vineyard Church. Ah, yes. There you go. There you go. Yes. Abide Vineyard north. Church. <laughs> abide Vineyard Church north, also has a weed north. dispensary. It's in literally their just north. Yeah. What oh, is it? Pictures too. Yeah, there's pictures there. So yeah, that's why it's hard to say. I'll go but to but you got to just describe it, Spice Daddy. It's pretty basic. What's Look, the name? It looks the name? like a mega north. church building. North. It just says north. But it's got the bottom rest of it, like, widened out. So. With or yeah. without a compass? Uh, uh, no, the 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 O in North has a compass on it. Ooh, church, that's oh, church. 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 No, I'm going church. dispensary on this one. Uh, it's a weed shop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Located in Washington, yeah. Gold Leaf. Gold, Gold Leaf. leaf. Okay, what, that one's dispensary. gonna throw you off. That kind of kind of looks like a storefront. Let me see. Okay. Okay. No, no, no we got to keep going. Right. Yo, we, but that's we are, kind of we a are, church, though. That's too. church. People are. Okay, which one is a church? Gold Leaf. Oh, church. Gold Leaf church. church. No weed. Church. I know for certain dispensary. It's a dispensary. dispensary. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I know that's enough. You, right. you can go. It's Gold Leaf. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Calvary three sixteen. Olive branch. We could be Calvary four twenty. Don't. Calvary <laughs> no. Church Philippians four twenty. <laughs> Philippians four twenty. Church or weed dispensary. Oh man, that's hysterical. Uh, we do have a couple comments. So oh, we have a few comments. Oh no! All righty, all righty. All right, a few minutes left. Here we go. So after that wonderful display about your mother asking you to look at the camera, when you said, um, "I'm assuming that this is when it came up," when you said, "Is that better?" We got a comment oh, uh, no. from a Sandy Adams. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, that's better, Zach. Thanks. <laughs> so they, they were watching you. all. They watched us tonight, which is amazing. Wow. Wow, they are they are two of the dozen people that tune in. <laughs> I'm glad to know my they didn't stay for the whole the whole the whole show. There's no way. I don't know. Maybe the last every time you've said they're not here anymore, they've no been here. Way. No no way. Um we also got a comment from Heather. Um and she says, Hey Pastor, my mom and I love listening to your sermons. We found you through the word. Which we found you from through the Word, which I assume is a website of some kind that I'm Through not Through the Word, of. I think, is one of the radio stations that we're on. Ah. Huh. And said, it's so good to see you, Zach. Back doing what he loves. Awesome. God is good. That, that and is Sandy just, uh, or Pastor Sandy just replied. He still said, still here. here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's awesome. All right. Woo. All right. Well, they stuck it out to the end, which means that we need to... Uh, we need to wrap this baby up yeah, <laughs> real quick. So, uh, fellas, thank you so much for being with me. Uh, it was a fun Creighton, one. as always. Absolutely. Appreciate you being here. Anyway, you've been listening to the Outlaw Radio Show uh, podcast. Drops on Thursday. Check it out. Apple, Google, Spotify. If you're listening to the podcast, check out the live stream. We live stream on YouTube as well as Facebook. Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Programming note, we are uh, basically back from summer vacations. So we'll be putting together a good run of Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock, so make sure to tune in, invite a friend, share the link. Once again, my name is Zach Adams. Thanks for joining me tonight. Hope you're well. God bless.